talking about our thoughts and theories, thoughts and theories, thoughts and theories, thoughts. What we talking about our thoughts and theories, thoughts and theories, thoughts and theories, thoughts and theories. Hey, 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 it's Chris with a K here. Welcome to the second episode of Thoughts and Theories. I'm so pumped and excited that you are here. I don't even be using the word pump. That's just how excited I am. But, never the case. Um, yeah, welcome to the second episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Before I even get started with the episode today, which I'm, I'm going to get right into it today. I ain't wasting no time. Um, before I do that, please make sure you follow me on Instagram. It's underscore thoughts and theories. So, thoughts and theories spelled just like how you spell it no remixing of the words so underscore t-h-o-u-g-h-t-s-a-n-d um t-h-e-o-r-i-e-s if that's how you spell theories my spelling isn't that great was never really great at english but you know you can always look it up worst case scenario um also you can follow me on my youtube channel as well um if you go to the uh, my instagram page i just told you about um, there's going to be a YouTube link to my YouTube channel, as well as you can listen to this podcast on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, other streaming platforms that I had no idea existed. And uh, most importantly, on Anchor. Anchor is the number one place you should be listening to this reason why. Because one, it's free. My favorite four-letter F word. And two, because of the simple fact that you have the additional option of doing what I like to call voice messages. You're able to like record a voice message and it sends it right to my Anchor app. You know, download the Anchor app, do it. It's pretty cool. Pretty nifty, right? Um, so, yeah definitely do that you get to send me messages and those messages could be about anything it could be about what i discussed on the podcast a question i asked on the podcast you're responding to um telling you about how your day or if you need someone just to vent to you know you just had a rough day you need somebody to vent. it could be about anything it could be about a question to me it doesn't matter just make sure it's something that's um when you're doing it just make sure you have a good heart about it and don't be just be a troll if you're a troll, then please just don't don't leave a voice message. But other than that, yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome to Thoughts and Theory. So um, basically, when most people start podcasts, if this is the first podcast you listen to of me on Thoughts and Theories, please refer back to episode one. It kind of gives you an introduction of what the podcast is about. But I'll just briefly explain, like like ten seconds is basically like a, a audio version of a diary about the thoughts and theories that come in and out of my head every day meaning anything could be discussed and talked about that's the cool thing and the cool thing about this podcast is that your thoughts and theories matters as well so um the cool thing from time to time i have special guests and by special guests i mean a human being it could be you that's why you should leave a voice message and also if you leave a voice message please 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 leave your ig or your um your email your ig or email so definitely I can get in contact with you, you know, um, if I want to have you on the podcast or as well as if I have the permission to, um, if I want to put your voice message on my podcast, put that audio into it, you know, cause I do want to incorporate other people's thoughts and theories into it as well. That would be a great thing. I would appreciate it so much. Um, so leave your IG name or email and I'll definitely get back to you on a voice message. Um, or you can, yeah, do that. But anyways. 
Today's episode, what we're going to be talking about. What we're talking about, Chris, I'll tell you what we're talking about. Today, I'm going to jump right into it. Uh, one of my friends, her name is, um, posted a status on, it was on Facebook, I think. Her name is CC. She's awesome. An awesome woman. A cool friend. She's amazing. Um, but she posted an article that sparked my interest. It's called, The Longer You've Been Single, The Better You'll Be in the Relationship. And the reason why this sparked my interest, because I'm going to be transparent here on this podcast. I'm very, I'm going to be very transparent about myself, you know. Um, yeah, I've been single since like 2010 or 11, one of those years. So I've been single for like eight, nine years going on now. It's, that's a long time, you know, and I just, I'm, I'm about to turn 31 December 21st. Shout out my birthday. Please give me a shout out my birthday. It's on a Saturday. So I've been single for a long, long, long time. Basically, my whole 20s, I've basically been single, really. It's just the truth of it, which is like kind of like deaf to most people, right? Um, but basically, this article, I didn't even read yet. And the reason why I didn't read it yet, because I wanted to read it live with you guys. So as you guys are hearing this for the first time, I'm hearing it first time, too. So we're like in this together. We're listening to this together. And you can hear my thoughts on it. And that's what the voice messages is for on Anchor that I want you guys to download for free to leave your thoughts on this podcast because I love to include you guys into this podcast and not just been, be about me talking. You know, and then somewhere later down the line, probably looking to have someone to be like a, you know, a team, you know, kind of like, you know, having a breakfast club or brilliant idiots, you know, podcast where it's like two or three people on a podcast, you know, because um, this podcast is going to be something I'm trying to go shoot for a daily podcast. So I have somebody who at least can make a commitment once, once out a week. So let me know if that's some, someone's you. You know, and um, we'll, we'll see where we go from there. So that's what the voice messages are for. But anyways, I'm sorry for um, going all over the place because this is literally my thoughts and theories or my diary in audio form. So I'm going to start reading the article so I can kind of share with you guys what, why I'm interested in this. You know, it's something I want to talk about that I rarely get to talk about. So the article was written by... A gentleman named Paul Hudson. This article is old though. It's from 2017. It's 2019. But hey, relationships, they never, there's nothing new under the sun. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. Son, so this will be great to talk about. So, okay. So it starts off like this. Relationships are high stakes these days. I haven't looked into the numbers, but considering how many relationships the average person has in a lifetime, not counting one night stands, booty calls, and friends with benefits. The probability that things will work out is between 10 and 15%. It's probably even less if you factor in the marriages that are failing or very unhappy. Wow. Yeah, that's 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 a low statistic. Oh, yeah. FYI, people, sometimes my word pronunciations are horrible. And I, like, stumble and stutter over them. So please bear with me. <laughs> I'm working on myself. Um, so, um, the next thing that it says is why are relationships so hard and why do we enter them if we're, if they're so doomed, you know? Um, so basically while I'm reading this art, I'm going to stop and pause to get my little two cents on it. You know, um, I think honestly relationships are hard because we, we probably don't understand the real purpose of them and we've remixed and create our own definitions of relationships. So we're not using them in a proper context and, um, we enter them. Why do we enter them if they're so doomed? I think we enter them because there's always hope. We were wired to be in relationships and whatnot. 
So um, I don't think about the fact that they're doomed. Yes, there's a lot of failed, failed relationships. I come from a community with a lot of failed relationships. But my, I'm, I'm like the, I'm the optimist. I'm the person that's like, as long as there, there's one, then I'm good. Because I believe, I truly believe in, I don't think there's a, the one. Meaning everybody has that one person that's made for them. I think that, you know, because if that was the case, then someone would inevitably marry somebody's other one. So I think that everybody has options of who they can marry, people that are compatible with to marry. There is no one, you know, but it is an adventure in finding someone, you know. When you marry them, then they can become the one to you in a sense, you know. But I think that ultimately they're just being one person out there for you ever. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. But um, there's hope. I think there's hope for me. I think there's hope because of the fact that, hey, I'm a guy. And unfortunately, you know, Kanye West said it best in one of his songs. He says, I guess there are more good women than men percentage-wise, so his chances of having a husband just minimized. Like in some cities, some cities, the, the ratios are like 20 women. To every one guy, there's 20 women. Or to every one guy, it's five women. So in the guy's eyes, the, fa- the odds are good in the guy's favor. But it's usually the guys who messes up the relationships a lot of times. I'm pretty sure if you're the woman in the background or any woman that's listening to it's like, mm-hmm, I know that's right. I know that's right. Two finger snaps. Like, I kind of like this Chris with a K. Okay. But, yeah, it's usually true. The guys are the ones that usually mess up. But then on the guys' defense, you know, they can have an excuse of, well, you know, I have so many to pick from because technically with a lot of statistics, guys do. <laughs> you have a lot of options to pick from, and you don't want to end up picking the wrong one and having that big feeling of regret, right? having that big feeling of regret so i know how that can feel and anytime you hear this noise in the background that means i have an uber eats request or postmates i do delivery so i'm literally like doing these audio um podcasts while i'm actually on the road and driving so yeah so i'm like while working i'm working on this podcast because i'm literally sharing what goes on in my day but anyways yeah fun little fact was not fun but quick little fact today i stepped in an ant pile at work it was weird. I didn't know it was. I was stepping the ant pile until I felt a whole bunch of little things crawling on my legs. And there were red ants. One bit me, you know, but I made it out safe, though. But them things crawled in fast because I guess I ruined at home. I'm sorry, ant pile. Should have watched where I was going. I was just trying to get some sunlight on my 10-minute break at work. But that's me. Never the case. Note that I do happen to go off track a lot of times because these are my thoughts. I'm like a squirrel. I'm like a squirrel. I'm like when a dog sees a squirrel. I'm like a dog that when they hear the word squirrel, see a squirrel, they just get all disorientated and whatnot. That's me. That's me all day. I ain't even going to lie. I'm not even going to lie about that. But, yeah, basically, to the woman's side, a lot of guys mess up. You know, that can lead straight back to the fact that, you know, um, the guy, most most homes are single-parent homes these days. If they grow up with one of the parents, it's usually the mother. And so there's not a father present. So there is no example set forth of, of oh, how do I supposed to treat a woman? You know, there's no example of that. So a guy has to figure out what that is. So he goes by what he sees in society, a.k.a. from, you know, social media, from music, from, you know, what they hear on the radio and see on TV and stuff like that, which promotes nonstop subliminally, you know, get as many as you can before, you know, you get old, you know, you know, it's not about being faithful. It's just being about having your quote-unquote fun while you're young and then when you get older you settle down go to church have the kids with the 2.5 kids and a white picket fence and a dog or cat whatever animals people choose these days 
you know so guys usually have no proper guidance which that should not be excuse it shouldn't be you know but people can use that as excuse of guys and then um on a on a on the other side tip you maybe if you're one of those guys that are actually good guys something about it in life is that we're always attracted to our opposite like me I know it's like growing up, sometimes I had things for girls I knew I shouldn't have been with bad girls and stuff like that, you know. And I knew it wasn't going to work out, but then again, I fell into the Samson trap. And when I mean about Samson, if you guys aren't familiar with the Bible, in the Bible, Samson, um, basically, he was a guy who was very strong. He had dreads and stuff like that. This guy, like Hercules and stuff, you know, the black version of Hercules and stuff like that. This guy was strong. Every time he got in a fight, he beat the people. No one could whoop him and whatnot. And stuff like that. But then there was this girl named Delilah. She was no, she was, she was bad news. The whole time it was obvious she was trying to like, um, find out what's the secret of his strength to take it away and stuff, you know. And he knew that, but he was just so enticed by her, you know, by her beauty and stuff like that. It's just a, I guess the kryptonite of men. Most men is women, you know. Anytime a man usually falls, there's probably a woman behind it, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, um, I had a lot of Delilah moments in my life, you know, um, probably shouldn't be with you, but dang, you bad girl. I'm gonna be with you. She's so cute. Oh my gosh. But one thing I've now realized is that there's a lot of cute girls in the world. So the thing is, is that what's on the inside matters just as much too, right? But some guys do get caught up in that. And I'm gonna be honest and transparent right here. Sometimes I ended up with a good girl and she did nothing wrong, but just me as a guy not having proper training or guidance or I wouldn't say like a blueprint of how to treat women, but once I get her, I treat it like a game. Meaning like once I got the girl, oh, mission accomplished. It's like on to the next. It's like I was like trying to collect, have a whole collection or a toy or something. Once once I got the toy I wanted, it's like the Christmas effects. Like once you get your toy, you want it for Christmas. Oh, once it gets the toy, I'll never ask for another toy again. Then you get bored with it. Then you want the next new shiny object. In this case, it would be another woman. So, um, like how, how I look at it, it's like, wow, it's kind of messed up how my thought process was. So I understand why guys do what they do, even though it's just wrong. And, you know, and then, um, so, um, I would go for the bad girls, no good for me. And then I would dump her, you know, and stuff like that. But yeah, but on the other women's side, man, there's not that many guys out there. And if they get taken, it just crushes my hope. And then every time I'm talking to my mom or family, they're going to ask me, when am I bringing some little babies into the world and stuff like so it's the pressure of the grownups that the first thing you do when you see them, let me know if this is you, like you have family members, you haven't seen them in a long time. And the first time you see them, the first thing they do, like, how you doing? When you going to have some, when you going to make me some grandbabies or nieces and nephews or brothers and sisters, like... They just ask about that not knowing exactly where you are at in your life. But they just go quick to ask that as if they just know you're ready to have children or be in a relationship and stuff like that. You know, they don't know what's going on in your life. You're probably like just emotionally damaged from a previous relationship or you're not financially stable. Well, just all this stuff. They forget to skip the ask first prior to that, you know. And that's, I think, the reason why a lot of people do end up getting in relationships because they, they feel pressured. You know, funny story. I actually ended up talking to a girl one time because one of my 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 brother asked about like yo you talking to anybody i was like man crap not the first girl popped in my head i actually just started talking to her i don't know why she's a great woman though great woman you know but i wasn't ready you know there's a lot of questions about that you know so let's continue to read the article here 
All right, so it says relationships might have such trouble because people tend to learn by trial and error. We aren't sure what works, so we'll date anyone who catches our interest in order to narrow our preferences. Ooh, this is interesting right here. So relationships have had such trouble because people tend to learn by trial and error. So it's like, they're just like, we'll just keep dating, 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 dating until we see which one works out. So basically to narrow down to, I guess, to hone more in on what's their type. But there has to be more to it than that. Certainly many happy relationships, ones that should have worked, failed. Maybe the people in them just couldn't get it together. Most people would say that the timing was off. Oh, timing, you impossible little person, you. But wanting a relationship isn't the same as being ready for one. Oh, I'm going to stop right there. So like like I was saying earlier, I think just people's um, radar or compass is off what the purpose, what the meaning of relationship is and um, how to conduct one. You know, obviously, I'm not saying no one's perfect. I think just people have a wrong idea what how a relationship should go. You know, that's the reason why I've been single so long, because I have no clue how a relationship should go, really. But look. All my life, I've been wanting a relationship, but it isn't the same thing as being ready for one. So I heard my pastor, Pastor Mike, say this. He says, well, I don't know if he got this from somebody, but he says, are you the person that the person you're looking for is looking for? So it's like saying, oh, my gosh, I'm ready for relationship. relationship. I want this person that looks like this and that and that and have all these qualities, this and that. But we fail to look back upon ourselves and ask us, is that person I am dreaming of ideally? Is that person looking for me, the likes of me? Meaning, I'm putting all these expectations on this person to improve and be better and be great and awesome and terrific and neato. But I'm fine with me being the same person. I don't have to grow. It's just them. Just them. I think that raises a lot of red flags. And I think that's the reason why we all want one, but we aren't ready for one because we kind of do not look at the whole picture forgetting the fact that that person we're looking for has things that they're looking for too. So what if the person you're looking for, you find them, but turns out they don't want you. Can you deal with the pain of that rejection? Could you be okay with the fact that, man, the person I was looking for, turns out I wasn't their type. But the person that I'm probably not looking for, maybe I'm the person I'm not looking for, maybe I'm the person they're looking for. So it's like this big run around question box and stuff. This stuff I think about, right? Being okay with someone um, being okay being rejected, being okay with the fact that, man, the person I thought could be the possible one to marry one day or just even date, not, not even say start off with marriage. Let's just start with the word dating. Um, once, you know, it's not interesting me. But if I'm really interested in them and really want the best for them, I have to accept that. But if I say I want the best for them and I get rejected and get mad at them, then really it was a selfish selfish desire of me you know um me being selfish which means that relationship probably wouldn't work out because i would just continue being selfish i don't know about y'all but me when i was back in the days like you know most guys we, we see a good good looking girl and then like oh she's the one and then what happens is that what we're really doing is like yeah we're having a surrogate body of what we want our perfect woman to look like but we don't care what that girl girl's personality is on on the inside and whatnot 
but we're just trying to conform or force her to be what we want our perfect woman to be like. So being so selfish that, hey, 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 you look great and everything, but your personality is I don't care, but I just want you to keep looking like how you want, and I'm going to shape your personality myself. So we're not even dating the person we're really dating. We're just dating the surrogate version, the ideal, but just in flesh incarnate, you know, so it'll be unfair to that girl, you know. It's weird. It's really weird and unfair and selfish. You know, I, th- I learned that about myself. Like, man, I'm just out here dating girls and surrogates and I'm not really trying to get to know the real them and stuff like that. That's not fair on my part. So that's why the breakdowns happen because people don't have the real conversations. Ooh, got another delivery. Be right back. I am back, you know, out here getting them deliveries in and whatnot. But yes, yes, yes. As I was saying, you know, I'm going to continue on reading this article. It says sometimes we aren't emotionally ready to date. Dating after heartbreak, for example, is always difficult. Ooh. Wow. Okay. Okay. I'm going to keep reading and I'm going to stop. It says people believe in a relationship, a relationship working. Both people are in a healthy emotional place in their lives. And this does make it more doable. But being emotionally ready for a relationship isn't necessarily the same as being mentally ready for it. Oh, it's getting deep. This is getting good. I'm keep reading. Then I'm going to stop. I, I promise. So one of the main reasons people break up is they're not mentally prepared. They don't fully yet understand what it is they want and need. Nor are they ready to make the necessary sacrifices. You could say they're not mature enough. Ooh. How could people prepare to make necessary sacrifices if they don't even know what they're sacrificing in the first place, question mark? Or what's worse, they don't know what it means to compromise. There's really only one way to prepare yourself for becoming a single functioning loving unit. You have to know yourself on a deep and intimate level. Oh, yes, you need to get intimate with yourself. Keep in mind that requires you to spend a lot more time with yourself and no one else. It requires a long time. And the longer you're single, the better the partner you'll be in the future. Oh, we got to stop there. So let's back up. It was just talking about basically, basically people, you know, should both people in the What was it? All right. So, but being emotionally ready for relationship isn't necessarily the same thing as being mentally ready for it. Okay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. This is a good point he points out. And what are my thoughts immediately after reading that is that, you know, I realize a lot of times, you know, um, we operate off of a, let's say, let's say if we have like, you know, you have like a, a DJ has a playlist, a playlist cue and he has songs and stuff like that, or maybe... I'm getting this wrong, this metaphor is simile wrong. But basically, let's say if you had a priority list, yes, yes, this is better. On your priority list, most people put their emotions over their mental, which in fact, your mental has a lot and everything to do with your emotions, you know, if that makes sense. What I mean by this, mentally ready. As we scroll down, as I was reading, it says, it says, don't... Okay, it was talking about mentally being ready for relationships. One of the main reasons people break up is they're not mentally prepared. They don't yet fully understand what is it need and 
nor are you ready to make necessary sacrifices. So uh, when I think of mental, I think of like you're kind of like looking at just everything over the whole overview of relationship, like understanding like, yo, what what am I signing up for? What am I getting into? What what are the goods? What are the bads and stuff like that? Because when we're emotionally just thinking emotionally, you know, either let's say if I've been single forever, but I'm just thinking emotionally about like, oh my gosh, wait till I get, can't wait to get in a relationship. It's going to be so great. This and that, you know, for a split second, I'm in la la line because I'm just all emotional, but I'm not thinking about, oh crap, with good emotions comes bad emotions, which means what if, what if, man, things go wrong. What if the person cheats? What if, you know, um, I don't know. Something happens. They lose a loved one. What if we get in an argument? What if they're asking me to give something up, making big ultimatum? All this stuff. That's stuff we don't think of because we try to like, well, for me, I'm going to speak for me. I always try to look at stuff in the bright light. But when you're thinking mental, you're, you're, you're thinking a whole, both good and bad. You're thinking a whole thing. You're like kind of more planning for that. Because mentally, you're able to, when, you, when you're mental, you're able to make like, some concrete decisions like, okay, this is my non-negotiables and these are my negotiables. Like stuff I'll tolerate and this is stuff I won't tolerate. You know, having them set in place, they might change based on the person you're dealing with because of the fact that if the person is really to grow, there's always stuff that can be variables that can be thrown in that switches up your, you know, your, um, I want to say qualifications, but the things you're willing to put up with versus the things you're not. You know, so if a person's growing and want to learn from mistakes, if they do mess up, are you willing to move forward with that? I mean, you have to think about that mentally, like how much damage would I take on you mentally, your psyche and stuff and traumatize you, you know, because um, what ha- whatever happens mentally, it's going to affect our emotions, you know, because I think they're both tied in. But mental is the more. When I say mental, I mean, it's the more logic side if that's making sense i'm just interpreting the way i see it you know and stuff like that so compromising sacrifices that's something we don't usually make you know like i was talking earlier how like when back in the day when i used to look see a cute girl i wanted to talk to it was more so what can she do for me instead of like man what am i willing to do for them you know because ultimately to make a relationship work both sides have to give a hundred percent expecting nothing but i had a mentality of i'll give 50 and she gives a 50 so it's really being selfish so it's giving versus taking there's living and giving and faking and taking as i would say a quote i made up so it's is is learning that learning what you're signing up for learning what you're getting into understanding that okay i'm gonna check out all the bad stuff and see i'm able to put up and tolerate that i'm gonna ask tough questions like, oh my gosh, are you planning on having kids? How do you plan on disciplining kids? Oh, what 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 kind of dreams and goals and ambitions you have? Oh, what happens if, you know, we're together, things are going good and one of us loses our job? Or, oh, um, mm, just talking about deep, deep stuff. You know, the non-negotiable stuff, that's an instant breakup. Stuff I guess we don't talk about when we're thinking mentally in a sense. Stuff you want to cover, you know?
you know, so you know what you're getting into. But when you're emotional, oh my gosh, I've been single. This person's been single. Oh my gosh, we're 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 on a date. Oh my gosh, she's cute. Oh, she thinks I'm a cute. Oh my gosh, we kissed. We're perfect for each other. And you're basing everything off of a physical action instead of how the person's actually conducting themselves, how their habit and personality actually is. You know, because. The physical can cloud a lot of judgment. You know, a lot of one-night stands happen. People kiss. Fun fact, my first girlfriend ever. Um, f- let's take a trip down memory lane. I didn't get my first girlfriend until the... I would say my fifth grade summer going into sixth grade. So basically like middle school, transitioning middle school. You know, um, I was at these dances. They call them the rec dances. And it would happen every like... I think once a year, once in a while, I don't know. But I went and um, that's when back then wearing um, headbands was in, you know, dressing like a basketball player. I had a yellow bright shirt on, some blue jeans, blue jeans that bleed it. And I had the Nike Cortez. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. The official shoes of the Mexicans. Those shoes are classics. Right. And, um, you know, I hate I hate I hate I hated the fact that I was wearing a blue jeans because that's back. I don't know if people still get this, but when the jeans would bleed on your white shoes and you had the, the blue jeans on your white shoes, oh my gosh. But yeah, I bought an outfit just for that rec dance and I went to the rec dance. Oh my gosh. You know, I had someone, I had a, like a senior in high school who was like, oh boy, you fine. Boy, was I feeling myself, you know, feeling myself like a girl wearing a pair of, a pair of leggings, you know, I was feeling myself. But anyways, um... Then all of a sudden, I see these girls come up, ask me, like, my friend wants to dance with me. Like, it was like some secret service type of stuff, right? Like, the girl, my first girlfriend, you know, I'm not going to say her name, but um, she sent her friends over to talk to me. That's a boss move. And once I found out who it was, this girl, she in the elementary school I came from, she was the second most popular, popular girl in the school. So I like, the second most popular girl in the school asked, like, hey... I um, wanted to dance with me, so I danced with her. We danced. We didn't even talk. We just danced, and everything slowed down for a moment. It was crazy. Like, oh, my gosh, she's so cute. I'm dancing with her. You know, so I ain't even spit no game. Like, she's the one actually did the approaching, you know. I'm glad she did. But after that, I was thinking about her all that night. And I was telling my homeboy, Ariel, like, yo, man, I danced with this girl. I danced with such and such. And this is weird. I never asked him to this day. It was just weird. This is just the weirdest I wouldn't even call it weird but um the most it was just a unexpected coincidental moment I was like yo man I was dancing with her oh my gosh I can't stop thinking about he's like yeah fun. you know what I got her number in my backpack I'm like wait what how you know I didn't even ask how but in my head I'm like for real give it to me and I got her number called her up and then we didn't even talk that long she was like just meet me at the park this day and this time and then I got it was me and a couple of my homeboys who went out to the park because sixth grade, you know, the, it was like a 30-minute walk, but my mom didn't trust us walking anywhere. So we walked to the park, get to the park. She's there. I'm there. I just arrived. And once we get there, once we get there, I even talked to her. Her girl, her, she sends her friends over again. This girl just had like a secret service of her own. And then they asked like a simple question. I was taking so long to answer the question. The question was, they come over, do you think she's cute? 
And I'm like, um, 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 um. I'm just like all dumbfounded at the mouth. Mouth. They leave. They come back. I didn't even answer the first question. They leave. They came back with a second question. So no, me and this girl never really got to know each other. We're in, we're elementary, middle school basically. So you know, I don't even know if kids like that even talk back then. The second question, the friends came back with what was, oh my gosh, will you will you go out with her? And I was like, yes. So no, the only thing I knew about this girl is that she was the second most popular girl in school. She was beautiful and her name. I knew nothing else about her. My first girlfriend was a complete mystery. It was like a blind date. And then I went to go see her. I, she was on the top of the, um, cause at the park. So she was top of like the, the, the playground the playground set thing where where you climb the stairs and there's like the pole you slide down or was it slide whichever one no it was a pole that you slide down went up there and then like oh my gosh i don't even know if we had a conversation it was so long ago right i'm 30 years old wow i'm an old guy and then all i did was kiss her and i jumped off the um thing like like i was just feeling off feeling myself cool and then yeah the relationship began on there yeah crazy right but i was all in my feelings the point is i was all up in my feelings i got dumbfounded by beauty didn't know anything about the girl and then i ended up breaking up with her because she she, she's an amazing girl but she just got in a lot of trouble and stuff like that you know i never got time to ask her who she was or anything like that i never got time to ask her who she was or anything like that or ask her what's her favorite color like just ask stuff about her i mean i don't think a sixth grade would get that deep but I didn't get to know her. So instead of getting to know her, I wasted her time. You know, a great girlfriend. We actually ended up breaking up. And then I saw her again at the same dance, like, months later. We didn't even talk. We just danced together. I think it was, like, to like a reggae-type song. Like, oh, my gosh. It was, like, a music video moment. And then we just went back out then. I didn't even ask her out. We were just together after that. But I broke up with her again. You know, um... Because I guess her, her, she was a bad girl, but I didn't give her a chance to get to know her, you know? Because, you know, now I know that, you know, um, every saint is a sinner or has a past. Every saint has a past. Everybody gets in trouble and has dirt on them somewhere. No one's perfect, you know? So now I look back on it. Man, if I got really got to know her, it'd have been, it could have been something special and magical, right? But yeah, so I didn't mentally know what I was getting into, but I let my emotions lead, you know, and um, the fact that I wasn't raised up on how to properly sustain a relationship, you know, I wasn't emotionally ready nor mentally ready, you know, it was just young love, puppy love type of stuff right there. But the ultimate thing it was saying, the only way to mentally prepare yourself to for becoming single functioning unit is to get to know yourself. This is something I'm just finding out. I'm like 30 now is that in order to love someone, you can't love someone until you love yourself. You know, it's just this big chart, this big, this big, um, sequence. Like first you have to find out what love is, you know, um, I look at love is God, you know, the creator of everything is love. Everything's love, right. You know, and I realize you first have to know what that is first know who the creator is if you know the creator is because the creator created you he has the um the manual on to who you are and what your purpose is here your person like just all that stuff right 
So he has a cheat sheet on who you are. So in order to love yourself, you have to get to know who you are. And in order to get to know you, I got to get to know who you are. So where you came from, your origin and stuff like that. And once you have those things underway, you are confident in who you are and whatnot. It allows you to easily, I guess, it allows you to easily hone in on who you want to be with. It allows you to cut all the BS out of the picture, not waste anybody's time because you now know who you are. You're confident and you're not trying to change up yourself for somebody. But, you know, you're just now making room. Instead of trying to change who you are for somebody, you're making room for them. You know, of course, we're going to change in regards to growing. But I'm not I'm not I'm saying because you know who you are, you're not going to change up the foundation of who you are. You know, you're not going to become somebody else. You're not going to be. Um, a catfish version of yourself to the person you're going to be with is what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, people. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So I'm going to read further on to this. It says, we need, I mean, we need to get to know, you need, wait, you need to get to know yourself. We spend so much time putting on facades for others. Oh, I just talked about that. We pretend to be people we're not. And when we try hard to fit in, we lose ourselves often without realizing it, I just talked about that, right? We're we all change with time, but we don't always grow with time. Ooh, ooh, meaning we can always change up who we are and become another fake version of who we think we are, but we're never growing because we're not actually getting to know know ourselves truly. That's deep. We change time, but we don't always grow time. Sometimes we take a couple of steps backwards, regardless, and turn into our younger, more immature selves. I can speak on that. Right. It happens. It's okay. The day is not over and you can choose to get yourself back on track. Once you take some time to be alone and explore who you are, keep in mind the person you want to be. You'll get to know yourself again. Mm. You'll come to realize what's most important to you. Also learn what's trivial and disposable in your life. Don't expect this to be easy. I know it may sound easy, but it's more difficult than you think. Old habits often refuse to die, and being alone is the only way to get enough breathing room to do what needs to be done. You need to be okay with being alone. You have to accept that you are enough. I understand you want someone in your life. I understand you don't want to feel alone. I don't either, and neither does anyone walk in this planet but you should be happy when you're 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 by yourself but your happiness focus hunger for life can't depend on somebody else i understand that on some level this is impossible most of us gain happiness from having a partner but you can't allow someone's absence to find your life you can't look at a life with someone else as better than your life now because if that life is better than the one you're living right now must be worse right but it's not. It isn't a bad life. It's simply different and you need to learn to be okay with something different. Too many people are people use relationships like band-aids, but always but the blood always seeps through. You know what? I'm actually gonna stop there. Stop there and just kinda talk about what I just read. I've learned that Having someone does not complete you. They're supposed to compliment you, not complete you. Because if they complete you, you are ultimately devaluing yourself. And you're going back to immature state and not loving yourself. One thing I've learned to be is that you have to get to a point in your life, which I'm working on. Sorry, I had the yarn. One thing, point you have to get in life is that I'll be okay with being single even if I end up never being with somebody else. 
because happiness you know is different from peace happiness is a happiness is like temporary it's up and down for instance if hmm, if someone close to me were to die i will not be happy about it but let's say if that person died they had cancer i had time to spend with them and stuff like that and they went out with we, we had a mutual respect of like we loved each other and stuff like that you know close friend family or whatever the case may be i can have peace about it but i'm not happy about them dying so peace is like a state but happiness is more kind of like what's the word i'm looking for peace is like a state but happiness is like a mood thing it's there one second to be gone someone bring you food oh i'm happy i'm happy cool but doesn't mean you still have peace so they're two completely different things so you want to be at a point where you can have peace because peace you're not peace about something whether the scenario is good or bad but happiness is only going to come is based on obviously your discretion on what you think happiness is and it actually comes from within just like peace they both come from within but happiness comes from within but you can't let give that happiness to someone else in a sense allow them to control it you are in control of your own happiness but you have to have peace about it first you know peace find out who you are and stuff like that because a lot of people you know I'm, I'll raise my hand to that and say we don't like waking up alone. We want to go to sleep, cuddling with somebody, pillow talk every night. But it doesn't end up how we always want it to be in some, some fashion. We have to enjoy the season we're in because a lot of us, we don't enjoy the season we're in. We're focused on being in a season that we're not in and we miss out on the season that we're in. And when we finally get someone realize oh crap i wish i would just stay single because i didn't realize oh, i have to talk to her ask her how her day was oh now i have to check in check out i can't stay out with the homeboys late you know i can't come in the house late oh i have to ask her not only how she's doing but take care of her feed her help clothe her if she's sick you know she can't work i have to do all that stuff you know so you know understand when you're single you can't be about me 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 but when you're in a relationship it becomes we 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 so that's a big transition that most people don't think about. They think they look at it kind of like some people can look at stuff with kids. You know, I call it the grandparent syndrome because a lot of people like, oh, my gosh, I want a kid. I want a kid. But they look at it from a point as if they're the grandparent. And let me explain it this way. A grandparent is someone like, oh, yeah, the kid belongs to me lineage wise, my grandchild, you know, and they're cute and I can hold them and stuff. But when they're acting up and things go wrong, guess what? I can give them back to mommy and daddy. But in actuality, when you get in a relationship with someone, it's, I'm not saying it's like parent-child, but it's definitely not grandparent theory. It's definitely not, oh my gosh, I only be with you only for the good times and get rid of you, you know, when the times are bad. No, 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 you're there with them, the good and bad. You got to put up with, put up with their shenanigans. Sometimes they're going to do stuff that doesn't make sense. Sometimes you're going to have to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong and stuff like that. So there's just a lot of stuff that that happens that we don't think about on that on that level, which is something that I think about when I have friends that are in relationships. I'm learning a lot 
Because I did get in a relationship all these years. I definitely would have messed it up. I would have been selfish. Yep, I would have probably got dumped. Definitely got dumped. Definitely not dumped because I was just seeing things my way. Instead of being... um. Whoever I'm dating's partner, I would end up being their dictator. You know, instead of saying we're equal, I'll be like, no, no, I'm running this thing. You know, stuff like that, you know. So um, I'm glad that I've been single for this long. It's taught me a lot about myself and allows me to get to know myself and date myself, if that makes sense. So. Yeah, I'm going to stop there for today because there's a lot to take in, a lot of stuff I just went over. This is what I want you guys to do, you know. As you see, I'm just blurting out my thoughts and theories as I'm taking this all in live. I want you to definitely, definitely, wherever you are, there should be a link that leads to Anchor Podcast. So download that app and leads to um, my podcast on Anchor app. Please leave me a voice message on... um what you thought about the second podcast if you have any questions about any questions about what i was talking about you have any thoughts about what i talk about or you just want to talk about your day or you want to vent whatever the case may be that's why i'm here i'm just sharing my thoughts and theories because that's 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 all i'm here for that's all i'm here for to share my thoughts and theories to make you realize that hey you're not alone in this world you have thoughts and theories they might sound crazy but when you listen to me, you'd be like, hey, his thoughts and theories are crazy too. I guess I'm not crazy by myself, but crazy with someone else. And that's going to start to multiply and whatnot. You know, be more people that's going to come, that I'm going to come across that's going to think the same way in a sense. But at the end of the day, it's about sharing stories, you know, um, sharing stories, sharing thoughts, not to come here to like try to prove a point. All right. So, this is Chris with a K. I truly, 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 truly thank you for stopping by. And I appreciate it so much. Um, thank you for tuning into Thoughts and Theories. And remember this. You are awesome. You are awesome. All right. And, um, yeah, that's that's all I want to say. You're awesome. You have value. If you're single, Guess what? You're in a dollar club with me. That's that's what I named if you're single the dollar bill club because dollars are called singles and singles when you don't have anybody you're dating. <laughs> See what I did there? Clever Trevor. That's what I am. A clever Trevor. But anyways, um, yes, thanks for tuning into the to my um, thoughts and theories podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on the platforms I told you about. Um, it means so much to me and share this with your friends and stuff. And don't forget to send me voice messages. It'll mean so much to me. All right, cool. Peace.